Greetings, everybody. This is David Avocado Wolf, and I'm going to be joined by an old friend who I didn't know would be such an amazing success. We lived in the same building in college, strangely enough. We are gearing up for the Longevity Conference at the Hilton in Anaheim in Orange County. We've got an incredible lineup. We've got Van Hari, the food babe. She's going to be there. Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Joseph Mercola, Dr. Lisa Rankin, myself, Nadine Artemis. And, of course, we've got our special guest coming on right now, Dave Asprey. He's a New York Times bestselling author of The Bulletproof Diet. You've probably seen that out. just came out recently. He spent 20 years and over $300,000 of his own money to hack his own biology. He lost 100 pounds without counting calories and without excessive exercise. So you can use the techniques he's going to describe to us to hack your own biology and gain what he's done which is 20 IQ points. So let's just jump right into it. This man is a phenomenon. Welcome, Dave Asprey. How are you doing? I'm doing great, David. I, I was just thinking back to the time we were in college together at Santa Barbara. I think I actually remember seeing you one time because you were in front of me in line at the salad bar and you took all the avocados. I, I totally, I'm sure that was you. It had to have been me. I mean, who else would have done <laughs> such a thing? Yeah, it was, it was a wild time there at UC Santa Barbara. And if you if you don't know the story, we lived in the same building. It was kind of a ramshackle ghetto or slum might be the best best way to describe <laughs> it. And uh, and I remember buying a UCSB Halloween T-shirt from you um, back in the day. And when you showed me a picture of what you used to look like back then, I thought, whoa, I remember you. Yes, I bought a shirt from you because I didn't recognize you the way you look now. Tell us about what's happened with your own biohacking. And tell us what biohacking means, because we hear that term being thrown around so much. Biohacking is is an idea. I actually wrote a definition for it in the very early days, because there wasn't really a, a good conversation happening around biohacking. And the definition was, it's the art and the science of changing the environment around you so that you have control of your own biology. And it it lines up exactly with the things that you do, David, where the number one environmental input is probably food, right? And the food tells you, tells your body. I don't mean it tells you consciously. It, it tells the cells, it tells the hormones in your body what the world around you is like. So if you use food as a signal to your body that says kick more ass, one thing happens. And if you send another signal that says it's a polluted, toxic world and there isn't enough nutrition, then the body will respond in the way you'd expect it to. Biohacking isn't just about that. It's also about changing the, the environment inside of your body, the way you think, the way you respond to things automatically before you have a time to think, and also things like the biome in your gut. So you have control of this in ways that we never would have even thought about 20 years ago. Amazing. It's really a different world now. We, we were so far into genetics, deep into the doom and gloom report years ago. We didn't really know what was possible if you got some crazy diagnosis or even if it was possible to lose 100 pounds like you did. Use, utilizing the tools of nature, let's talk about some of the big myths, because we were sold some pretty big myths, right? The salt myth, you know, salt's bad. You can't have that. Cholesterol's bad. You can't have that. What are some of the big myths that you've overturned that help you lose the weight? And, and it really, it helped a lot of people, actually, I've met over the years, lose weight using your protocols. One of the biggest things is that fat makes you fat. It, it's such a seductive myth because it seems so obvious. Well, of course, it makes you fat. But we aren't robots. We're not machines. We, we don't burn things the way that, that people like to think about that. Uh, I, I saw a great video. Uh, it was a humor video online, and it was a guy going to the gym and hanging donuts from a barbell or you know, from a, a bench press. And he was doing it just to see the reactions of the other people in the gym. So every time he would lower the barbell, he'd take a bite of donut and push it up. And <laughs> <laughs> 
it's such a great analogy for the way we've been taught to think about this idea that calories in and calories out and you can get rid of junk food with junk exercise. That's the biggest myth. It, it doesn't work like that. Exercise is a huge signal to your body that says, you know, there might be a tiger chasing me, so I should be ready to run from tigers at any time. And that's what healthy animals can do. They can get ready to run at any time, but it doesn't mean that they're ready to run for, you know, hundreds of miles at, at the drop of a hat. So being able to have metabolic flexibility is important. And, and then the idea that you should eat very little while you're doing all this. If you want to be weak, in fact, there's a, a some very mean guys who do this to wild buffalo. There's not very many of them left. And they don't like it. They compete with cows. They're not allowed to hunt the, the buffalo anymore because they're endangered. So what they do is they have a, a helicopter chase them around. So they make them run all day, every day. So they can't get enough food and they overexercise. And eventually they stop reproducing when they do that. And then the species goes away. Well, we're the same way. If you run all the time and you don't eat anything to help your body recover from the running, you'll stop reproducing too. Your fertility will go away and then you'll start aging. So the idea is to eat really nutritious food and eat enough of it that you feel satisfied, you don't have food cravings, and then to exercise at the level that makes you feel good, but not too much of the high-intensity stuff. Awesome. We, you know, we've had you at a longevity conference before. And by the way, if you're listening right now, longevityconference.com, all the details are there. You still got a last-minute chance to make it to the show. What's going to be different this time? What are some of the cutting-edge things that you're bringing to us? You don't have to give us them all. You know, tease us a little bit. I want to talk a little bit more about willpower and about the biological roots of, of what gives us that energy to, to change the world, because there is biology behind it. And there's also spirituality and psychology. And so there, there's all these different components that go into it. But there are some things that you can do that just give you more of that ability to bring it all day, every day. And, and this matters to me personally, because the first thing that goes away when you start losing energy is emotional control. That's what makes you act like a jerk. Oh, my brain isn't quite fueled right. So the parts of you that are responsible for regulating your emotions go down. So I'll talk with the audience there. And last year, it was an incredible conference, David. I really enjoyed myself just hearing the other the other talks and just talking with the really engaged people there. But I want to share real valuable stuff like that. And one of the other things I'm going to bring is we just launched something called a Zentech screen protector. And it goes on your iPhone and it cuts out the spectrum of light that suppresses melatonin the most at night. So you can actually improve your sleep by not staring at bright lights before you go to bed. And your iPhone is a bright light. So it's a neat little thing. You put it on your phone. You can leave it on all day long, but it helps you sleep better at night. Is that light that, that suppresses that melatonin production, is it more in the blue spectrum? It is more in the blue spectrum. And even within the blue spectrum, there's different wavelengths that, that cause problems. So this is a, a shield that's relatively transparent looking. So it's usable during the day. It doesn't like ruin the color of your phone, but it does reduce the worst spectrums. So you get less suppression of melatonin. Let's let's talk about fasting. I'm on day 13 of a liquid diet and wow. it's full on, man. I mean, it's been like an intense journey here so far. Are you into fasting? What kind of fast do you like? What do you think about juice fasting? What do you think about just fasting on water, dry fasting, any of it? I am a fan of multiple types of fasting. Um, I, I've i done a, a four-day water fast in a cave outside Sedona, Arizona. <laughs> um, I love meditation and fasting together. And when you fast with water, you uh, you go into ketosis after several days, which is something that makes certain parts of your brain, specifically the, the neurons, very happy because neurons like ketones as a fuel source more than sugar. So you can actually get like that sort of amazing feeling. 
Other times, though, you end up getting energy from the juice that you drink. And then it's more of like a lighter feeling. So you're a little bit less like grounded, but more kind of ethereal. And uh, what I do on a regular basis, though, is a hack on intermittent fasting, and it's called bulletproof fasting. And instead of in a normal intermittent fast, what you do is you skip breakfast and you have a late lunch. So you eat nothing after dinner. And it turns out you've gone 18 hours without eating. The problem is most people in the middle of the day, they're like, they get cold and hungry and they start going into real fasting mode, but they're in the middle of their work day. So unless they have a lot of flexibility in their career, it, it doesn't work as well. So what you do in the morning is you have bulletproof coffee with zero protein. And what you're doing is getting fuel only from fat. And you don't even have to put very much fat in there. And what that does is that gives you the energy from the fat, but it doesn't turn on protein or sugar digestion. So you're still getting these benefits of an intermittent fast. I'm a fan of doing that. I do that most mornings. I just have a little bit of fat. So I'll go after dinner. I'm looking at about 18 hours without having had anything but a couple tablespoons of fat so that my uh, my protein enzymes and all that can go in and work on cleaning my cells instead of working on digesting some big hunk of steak or something. Let's talk about the, the coffee-ghee combination. I think my entire staff is on the coffee-ghee combination. And you're the first guy that I ever heard that, that brought that to the table. It sounds like what you're doing in the morning is like a pro, is like it, it's no protein. It's just some ghee in with the coffee. Um, talk to us about that. How did that come about? I mean, I think it, you were in the Himalayas. That's how that story went. I think you were on yak butter or something. Was that, wasn't that the story? Yeah, I was, I, I do meditation stuff. I, I know that you're into that as well. And, and I wanted to learn from the masters. So I went to Tibet and I'm walking around Mount Kailash, which is the headwaters for the Ganges River. It, it's a, the holiest mountain in uh, Hinduism and Buddhism. Uh, and in both of those religions, sort of the gods live at the top. So it's very remote. Five days of driving a four wheel drive up to 18,000 feet elevation or actually, sorry, 17,000, maybe slightly 18,000, but it's really tall. And uh, it was negative 10 degrees. And I was feeling really crappy. And this old Tibetan woman gave me a mug of yak butter tea. And I have a photo of it still. And, and I, I was like, that's weird. And I drank it. And I just felt rejuvenated five minutes later, like better than I've ever felt at high altitude doing mountaineering stuff. And I drank like 20 cups of it that day. And I it, it turned things back on in me. And when I came back to the U.S., I said, I, wanted, I want this effect. And they played around with it. And the final recipe for... Uh, um, bulletproof coffee includes ghee, but it also includes brain octane oil, which is an extract of coconut oil that helps you get more of those ketones. So even if you're doing a lot of, of other carbohydrates, you still get enough ketones to turn off some of the food cravings and to give you like two fuel sources in your brain, which totally makes you feel good. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's, let's, let's hack that a little bit. We've got ghee. And just for everybody who's listening, ghee is a clarified butter. It can come from a yak. It can come from probably a camel. It can come from a sheep. It could come from yeah. a cow. Um, but it's the clarified butter of the cow. So you're basically removing the protein fraction. Isn't that right? Yes. In fact, um, do you make your own ghee? I know you carry ghee, um, a really good grass-fed one last year. Do you still carry that? Uh-huh. Yep. Longevity okay, cool. carries it. And, and one of the things that we're into, too, is like I hang out with a lot of people who make their own ghee. I don't think I've ever made it at least not since I was a kid. Maybe when I was a kid, we made ghee because I remember making cream with my, you know, with the old, in the old school style with the um, big, what was that? that? I don't even remember the name of that device. It was like a big a churn. churn. Yeah. Or the, um, but not in my adult life, but I have friends who make it. But then let's talk about this coconut oil, which is like has the higher fraction 
of what, lauric acid, caprylic acid, myristic acid? What's the story there? Well, it, it turns out there's been a bit of a, of a, of a miscategorization of these things called medium chain triglycerides. A long time ago, a chemist, not a biochemist, just a regular chemist said, well, let's look at the number of, of carbon atoms on fats and let's just say these are the ones in the middle. These are medium. And lauric acid in coconut oil is really good for you. And, and both of us are huge coconut oil fans. I, I think you should eat coconut oil every day, largely because it's half lauric acid. So lauric acid is abundantly available. But lauric acid is processed like a long chain fat in the body. It goes to the liver. About 15% of the fat in coconut oil is processed not by the liver, but it basically goes straight to energy. So it almost burns more like a carbohydrate. And this is the C8 and C10 medium chain triglyceride oils. Mm -hmm. So it's about six times or, or roughly 15% or 6x extract. And I make something called XCT oil that, that's the combination of those two. But the shortest one, C8, is the one that gives you the most brain energy and turns off cravings the fastest. And that's the brain octane stuff. And I use that because it gives me the biggest bang. So you use the ghee for the long chain, the butyric acid, and all the wonderful micronutrients that come from grass-fed cows. And um, I, I think you have the Ancient Organics brand, right? Ancient Organics, yep. yeah. Yeah, I, I love those guys. Um, they're It's a Strauss really good company. Yeah, yeah, they use quality butter and I mean, even just the spiritual awareness that goes into making the ghee. Like They do everything right. And um, so you, you take that that's just premium source of like superfood and you put it into the coffee and then you add a tablespoon of this of this coconut oil extract. And we do it in a non oxygen atmosphere. So it's never allowed to oxidize or anything like that. And that combination is just amazingly good. If, and that's like your breakfast, basically. You're throwing yeah. that into coffee or somebody could throw that in their tea and then they get that kind of brain boost and they, they can extend, as you're hinting at the length of their fast, their nightly fast. You, you can. In fact, you make some really good chocolate. And I say that very consciously. Like there's a lot of chocolate out there that's made from the wrong species. It's hybridized and it's processed in where, ways where the wrong yeast grows on it. But your chocolate is legitimately high end. Take some of your chocolate, throw it in with that brain octane oil and uh, throw it in with some ghee. And if you don't like coffee, you can make a hot chocolate that way. And it is, it is really good. <laughs> I've done that, and that is really the best <laughs> thing ever. I, I have to yeah. agree with you. And um, a few hot chocolates on this on this liquid diet I've been on have, have saved me in the evening, so it's been good. So it, it's come in, come in there. And actually, thing that I eat is, is ghee. Ghee. Yeah. Yeah, I've had ghee a couple times when I needed it, and I really feel like that's such an important thing you brought to the table is that understanding of the importance of ghee and, and knowing when you need that cholesterol, because that is one of the key things about ghee, isn't it? It is. And, and I was a raw vegan for a while and I, I started just not having this, some little edge was missing. And for me, it was it was the saturated fat. I, I really when I first started figuring out the bulletproof stuff, I couldn't get enough butter and ghee. Like there were days when I would have like two sticks of butter and I was like, oh, I just need it. And after a while that like leveled out and I don't eat that much butter anymore. I still have butter every single day, but I don't need two sticks a day. And so I think it helped me balance out my biochemistry. And, and that's why I'm such a big fan of ghee, because with ghee, we're taking out that casein protein and casein is not good for you. Um, it's it sticks to in coffee and chocolate, it sticks to the antioxidants that are naturally occurring and it makes them so they're not available for your body. And this is why I'm like, no, don't put milk in that coffee. Don't put milk in that tea. It's really not worth doing that. Use just the fat. Use the most precious part of the food instead of, of taking away the benefits of those superfoods that you put in your cup anyway. I'm always amazed that those ancient cultures in the Himalayas and Vedic culture, they were on to that. 
they were onto that thousands of years ago. And and without the the analytical technology and science that we have, they they intuited that and they made ghee one of their top superfoods. I just find that to be amazing. The fact that they're like warship ghee in Tibet blew me away. I thought they were a little bit nuts because I didn't understand. Like they taught me when I was there how important ghee was. But they literally make an offering of ghee to their deities. And they have little ghee candles that are burning. And it, it is revered in their culture. It's like this is the stuff that that like gives us energy. And the lack of quality food there is amazing because there's no vegetables. These literally these guys who are twice as strong as me and half as big and they're wearing T-shirts when it's freezing outside. And what do they have for breakfast? A little bowl of barley flour with yak butter tea mixed in and they eat it with their fingers. And that's all they have. And then they can kick my ass. And like, <laughs> how, how is this possible? That's amazing. What a discovery. For everybody, if you're listening right now, I'm talking to Dave Asprey. I'm David Avocado Wolf. <laughs> Dave Asprey will be joining us at the Longevity Now Conference. That's Friday, April 24th to Sunday, April 26, 2015. All details are at longevityconference.com. We are at the Hilton in Anaheim this year. So remember that all you old timers out there, we will not be at Costa Mesa Hilton. We'll be at the Anaheim Hilton right there next to the convention center. We've got an incredible lineup. Dave Asprey, of course, is going to be delivering his biohacking, bulletproof technology. Van Hari, the food babe, will be there. Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Joseph Mercola, Dr. Lissa Rankin, Nadine Artemis, myself, Len Foley, and many more. We're going to have the best weekend ever. Dave Asprey, I look forward to hanging out with you at the upcoming Longevity Conference. We're going to see you there. You got any last words of wisdom for us? You know, come to this conference are my words of wisdom. I really had an amazing time last time. There, you, you pulled together an amazing conference, David. So I'm honored to be, to be there, and I'm honored to see you there. Awesome. Fantastic. We'll see you there. To everybody out there, Dave Asprey and I are wishing you the best day ever. <laughs> 